Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, what? Sorry. Sorry about that. Who knew that the QuickTime player was so touchy? Apologies, accepted. My goodness. Well, what a disappointment, Alice, that that thing in Maine wasn't a terrorist attack. You know, we had... It would have led the show tomorrow and tonight and all sorts of things, and I had all sorts of people to blame and... You mean in New York? I'm sorry, yeah, in New York, on the border in New York. That's right, that car that exploded at the Border Patrol near Niagara Falls apparently it was just speeding really fast. Still could have been a terrorist attack. We're not sure, mm-hmm. but it, but, but your the buddy, explosion part. Your buddy Bill Malugin had right. to step back a little bit. and uh, Well, he's been pretty careful. He's had people saying, you know, people have been telling him that they're treating it as an attempted terror attack. Um, but he also said that he's talked to numerous sources that aren't totally sure and he's not, he doesn't want to say with certainty. Um, so it looks like, and it could still be an attempted terror attack, but it looks like there weren't explosives in the vehicle. So this is at a border crossing in Canada, like at Niagara Falls. Yes. Um, this car apparently was going really fast, became airborne. Did that's you see that video? Fantastic, of that? fantastic. I mean, and people died, so that's not fantastic. So, but but just the the sight of that thing mm-hmm. in the air. Yeah, this car wow. became airborne, hit the border crossing area somehow, and exploded. And they're saying that, like, with the rate of speed that it was at and everything, that mm. just the fuel in the vehicle and everything could have that caused is the explosion. Not a good way to go on its no. own. Sorry so there were that. apparently two passengers in the car who died mm-hmm. and a border patrol agent who was injured, but it does not seem at this time like there were additional explosives in the car at least that this was a <sighs> that the explosion part was the result of the car crashing and not um not a result of the car being loaded with explosives. So uh, every political side now is has paused. Everybody's attacks holding until we off have more, until we, we know, know enough to attack with precision. Yeah, who can we blame yes. for this? Is it guns? Is it mental health? Is it 
some kind of immigrant is it what whatever it is we're not sure yet so n- nobody knows who to point fingers at at this time um so hold off on judgments hold off on blaming biden or trump or whoever you are going to blame for the moment and we'll see how it goes uh did i ever tell you about my um my border crisis problem no so my friend and i this is uh, i was a, a junior in high school so 1989 which is a great mm-hmm. year for me which, of course, my daughter is devoted to somebody else. But uh, 1989, my friend and I um, loaded the car up with uh, groceries, etc., and a, and a tent. And I got some marijuana from a co-worker. Mm-hmm. I was then working at the White Hen Pantry and got this marijuana from a true... Uh, a true drug connoisseur. This guy was like okay. in his like late forties, and so we packed up our marijuana, packed up our groceries, um, packed up our tent, and we decided we were going to drive from through Maine and into uh, Canada. And so, like once again, this is like a, the same year that later on I would get arrested for having uh, a party at the house, which People, you loved, which I loved. But for, for one mm-hmm. moment in high school, I was cool. Girls were crying. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, um, which people, a lot of people still consider in this inner circle stolen valor because I didn't have enough friends to fill the house with a house party, but my brother did. So, so um, you wouldn't have been arrested if you just invited your friends over. Is what or if I didn't us. like go out there and plead guilty in, in my <laughs> front yard, you know, and the cops are like, we, we already got your brother. We're fine. Anyway, it didn't matter. Yeah, I was a martyr. That's right. Mm-hmm. I was a martyr. And um, but anyway, so so then we're going. Me and my friend are going are driving up to Maine. We okay. took his Volkswagen Rabbit. It was a brown Rabbit from like 1982. It was not a good car. His starter was broken, so I'd have to push, and he'd hit the clutch. It's okay. not a good situation. So we drive up to Maine, and we we pitch our little tent in this little uh, woods area, and then we. I got the we we started smoking a joint or no no we had a bowl that's right we bought a bowl we bought a pipe in Maine that we called Iot because as we were driving up to Maine a song kept playing that was for Mainers you have to be a maniac to use the word Iot you know like in Vermont mm-hmm. say oh got to mm-hmm. you know in Maine they say Iot mm-hmm. which kind of means yes so so I had my my marijuana pipe our, mm-hmm. that we used near we got it near down the street from LLB at the time and. We set up and we start smoking our pipe. And since the marijuana smoke um, was just circulating around the tent, we got baked out of our minds, out of our minds. It was, and you know, I'm not, I've never been a really good pot smoker anyway. So, like, we were so paranoid. And then, of course, we kept hearing things in the woods, trees and things walking, etc. And so we just spent, we spent uh, uh, hours just, uh, just scared to death and paranoid out of our minds and so much to the point where we barely slept that night and so and so um, so then we jumped back in the car the next day and we decided to go into uh, Canada so we drive up to Fort, first we drive up to Fort Kent Maine we get drunk with a couple of girls in Fort Kent one of them gets so drunk she passes out on the ground of the camp can you go 
one of them gets so drunk she passes. Her name is Clarissa. If you're there from Cork, Kent, Clarissa, I'm sorry. She passed out drunk on the on the um, on the river side of this picnic area of a river, and somebody told her brother, and the other girl said her brother's coming to kick your asses. And so we jumped in the car and bolted and drove away. And once again, this is after the don't ask, don't tell. No, no, not don't ask, don't tell. Why do I keep saying that? <laughs> That's my, that's my um, Freudian slip. What did happen in that tent, actually? You know what? Maybe I veered off from the reality of the situation. No, not no zero tolerance is what it was. That was the other big thing. This was George H. W. Bush came out and said, "Not gonna no tolerance, zero tolerance for drugs." Whatever. So we go over the border, or we try to go over to the border in Fort Kent. Can I help you with something? <laughs> what, what do you need? I just gave Sally. you my phone so you can play with them. Sally, can you handle the situation with Cyril or somebody handle the situation with Cyril and play with him? Somebody play with him. Um, trying to tell a drug story here. Um, <laughs> Sorry. But Sally is playing with him. Does she guys know? So, so I forgot if it was going over or coming back. Anyway, they, me and my friend with his beat up Volkswagen Rabbit. They were trying to go through customs. They said, what are you going to do in Canada? We're going to do this. Da, 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 da. How long are you going to be there? Whatever. And the guy says, the customs enforcement agent says, do you have any dogs in the car? Do you have any plants in the car? Do you have any drugs in the car? And we said, no, no, no. And he said, you don't have any drugs in the car. And we said, no. And you reeked of weed? Well, I don't think we reeked of weed, but we had drugs in the car. I had weed in the car under the under the, mm-hmm. under the the rug where my feet were. So you could lift it up a little bit and sneak it in there. And so the cop says, I want you to know right now that if you're lying to us and you have drugs in the car and we've got dogs here, that you're going to do mandatory, you'll be staying in prison right up here, and the mandatory like sentence could be like eight years or whatever. This is a federal crime at this point. This is taking drugs, you know, overboard or whatever. And I'm like, I'm surprised my friend, who has cracked under pressure before, like kept it together. This is a Border Patrol guy who's not messing around. Mm-hmm. And we said, no, we don't have any. So- do I know this friend? You've never met him. You've heard me talk about him. Okay. He's the same guy I mentioned the other day. He's the same guy who who, who just left when he, he was like 22 from here and moved to Arizona and lives there now. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> so um, same guy I tried uh, mushrooms with. So, okay. So the Border Patrol guy says, uh, once again, I'm asking you, are there illicit drugs in that car right now? And he's looking through us. He's like, you, his intimidation is working. And the car just kind of looked like that. We were too like... Like, you looked like people. We were two who might teenage, blonde this. teenage kids from Winchester, but the car was a piece, and it, you know why not? And he said, oh, "If I check this car right now, if I check this car right now, this is your last chance. Am I going to find marijuana?" And he went up to my friend. And he went up to me, and we said, "No, you're not going to." And my friend said, "No, you're not going to." Meanwhile, we're starting to panic. Mm-hmm. He goes back into the booth for a second. Comes out, two other guys come out, and they say, we need you to pull your car around here to the station, to the back of the building here. Mm-hmm. We go into, like, search bay six, and they have us get out of the car and stand, like, kind of next to each other. And they're watching us, and they then start going through the car. Everything. They went through the peanut butter where the pot had been. They went oh, through wow. everything. Remember I said we have all groceries. Anything they could unscrew... Mm-hmm. They were going through, and like he's getting closer and closer and closer. At one point, he sits in the seat. I was in the passenger seat. He sits in the passenger seat, and his foot is on top, right on top of the spot where the pot is. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> At any time now, 
we're about to get busted. And we're going to be in freaking handcuffs up here with a Toyota Rabbit from 1982 that doesn't work. And it's a federal charge. So I got to tell my dad. Um, You're going to federal prison yes, now. <laughs> we need a battery of lawyers, dad. They put the house up for auction immediately. because. So this guy looks and looks and looks. And somehow, and he's got his hound. The other guy has the hound like circling around the, mm -hmm. the, the car. And we're so like, so absolutely scared to death and he gets out of the car closes the door and says you can go and oh, i can't wow. believe it he looked at everything every crevice did they have the dog look too the dog was off that day i mean he was, <laughs> it was, he was related off. to pepper <laughs> yeah it was related to pepper the only foxhounds that cannot sense if a foxhound walked into this room right now and did the running man in front of pepper she would not notice <laughs> a fox you mean yes a fox yeah <laughs> So anyway, that's my drug story. It was so, so effing scary. And I don't even know if I've ever been. I mean, with, with breaking the law, I've never been. Like, I got that DUI. I was like, that was also fun. I was just talking to the cop the whole time. We talked about music or, uh, venues in, mm -hmm. in Somerville, et cetera. These guys at the border, that was no bueno. So um, I, I just needed to make sure that the fiery deaths of two people led back to a fun me <laughs> story. So that's it. So don't take drugs across the border, although uh, drugs are probably legal in Canada everywhere and in the U.S. everywhere. But that's my PSA. Technically, you. no, not in the U.S., but... Well, yes, not federally. It's still a crime. Mm -hmm. That's right. You're not allowed to say that story on on WTIC. Um, so anyway, so that's where we stand yes. with the um, car explosion at the U.S.-Canada border is we don't know if it was some kind of terror attack. It doesn't appear to at least have involved explosives at this point in time. Right. Now, another thing that's happening, but if, 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 we, if we do, then it's going to be all over the place. Another thing that's happening is that Israel's come up with this deal for hostages. And I just think it's so grotesque at all. That I mean, they, they have a list of like what hostages are going to be let go, and yeah, we'll let little yeah like Yashif go. He's four years old, and maybe his mother too, but his dad has to stay. That the, the, these are the deal, the terms that Israel has to deal with. It's mm -hmm. like they illegally kidnap these people. These are not POWs. They right. kidnap these people. I, I can't believe right. it. I and know they're that negotiating they're with to the, Israel uh, Torah that 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 that. that Israel has to do ransoms. I know it's written it's, spiritually. It's a it's it's a rule, mm -hmm. but this is incredible incredible to me. It's so disgusting. Yeah, I mean, we're willing to talk about coming to the table about your three year old. It's like if it's up to me, uh, no, you return everybody. Then we talk about possibly some of you not being annihilated. That's it. I'm right. so freaking, this is so gross to me. Right. So they're releasing some of the hostages, some of like the children they're not sure if they can find now, according to them, which is just so dark that it makes me like physically feel ill. But yes. like, oh, we can't find all the hostages. Hmm, weird. Um, but also that should make you question their death counts for how many people have died in Gaza too. Well, yeah. If they can't keep track of the hostages that they took, why should we think that well, they know how many people died in Israeli airstrikes? But anyway, because they let general short, population in to these kibbutzes as well, so everybody got to have a hostage. Right. So they, you know, it's not real hostages like you have in wars when you're negotiating with like real countries. These are just 
kidnapped pe- people who have been kidnapped by criminals and savages. Yes. That's who we're negotiating with. Or not we, but Israel is having to negotiate with. That's who civilized, advanced Western countries are having to negotiate with now. Yes. Third world. The UN is not demanding that all the Israeli hostages be. No, they're demanding that Israel. Cease fire. Right. Right. So, but anyway, so the, the ones that they can, the children hostages that they can find and women that they can find, they're going to return. They're going to keep the men hostages. Which they get to have, kidnapped men, the fathers and of the families. Israel gets to return a bunch of criminals of Palestinian descent who are in Israeli jails. So these are not like civilians that Israel kidnapped. There's no equivalency here. No. These are not people who were just minding their own business in Gaza and Israel kidnapped them and threw them in jails. They're not political prisoners. These are like violent criminals from Gaza that got arrested and tried in trials in Israel and are in Israeli jails. They have right. to return those people be- to pretend there's some kind of equivalence. And then on top of that, they're going to do a ceasefire for a few days as well. Right, which so, is, of course means that Hamas is going to pull this stuff every few days so they can get more ceasefires, more delays, more whatever right. it takes. This is why they're right. keeping them in. This is why they'll do everyone every few days. And of course, the media is reporting on this as though Israel is doing something wrong. Yes. Even though Israel's gone way out of their way to bend over backwards to humor the worst people on planet Earth, they're still somehow getting blamed. So this is from ABC News tweeted this today. Despite reaching an agreement with Hamas on a temporary ceasefire in exchange for the release of dozens of hostages, the Israeli military continued to bombard the Gaza Strip this morning. So, yeah, I mean... What would your impression be from that story? Well, that they're that they're violating their ceasefire. Well, right? yes. they reach an agreement for a ceasefire, and despite that, as the headline says, they're uh, continuing to bombard the Gaza Strip. So, of course, if you scroll down in the article, you can find out that um, not only does the deal not go into effect. Uh, until Thursday, right. which is when the deal starts. But also, way down here, second to last paragraph of the article, rockets launched by militants continued to be fired toward Israel on Wednesday. By who? They were launched by militants. Oh, militants. Yeah. Oh, wow. These are <laughs> heroic farmers and things that took up arms mm-hmm. to yeah. fight an occupier. Freedom fighters. Yes, freedom fighters. So, yeah. So... Really, what this headline should say is not, despite reaching an agreement on a ceasefire, Israel continued to bombard Gaza. What it should say is the ceasefire is going to go into effect Thursday and both sides are, at the moment, continuing to fire rockets at each other. Right. So the headline could also be, while uh, Israeli civilians remain um, kidnapped in Gaza, bombardments continue on each side. It could be, but they don't want the lead to be kidnapped Israelis. No, no of no, course no. not. <clears throat> no, no, of course uh, not. Absolutely so, not. so that's ABC <laughs> News. That's the hard news. That's not like an right. opinion piece or written at the Nation or the Huffington Post or some psycho liberal outlet. That's like the mainstream says that despite reaching an agreement with Hamas on a ceasefire, the Israeli military continued to bombard the Gaza Strip. Okay, well. Uh, I think both sides are doing the bombarding, apparently. Um, 
And, you know, the ceasefire is not in effect, but that's fine. That's just our media at work. Everything Israel does is bad, even though they have literally done everything everybody in the world has asked of them here. But uh, I don't like we've talked about it. I mean, like we could do Israel all day. Um, more bad news out of China, honey. Yes. I'm not ready for this. I'm not okay oh, right. with this. Um, I can't do it again. But uh, a mystery pneumonia in China is going through Chinese schools. They have uh, children's hospitals in Beijing and Liaoning province that are overwhelmed with sick children. Students and teachers are getting it. Classes canceled. They have a bunch of kids on IV drips in hospitals with a pneumonia that's characterized by high fever and no cough. So that's great. Well, it's great, especially at a time, um, especially at a time when the southern border is open, you know? Oh, yeah. And, you know, we're not going to have a... Cough away. Come on. We're not going to have a racist travel ban like Trump did or anything like that. So, I mean, I assume it's already here and we just won't find out for another few months, but that's good. I, I'm not ready to do another pandemic. I, like, can't do it. I have... I, and I didn't think... Like, I hate <laughs> I'm not all ready this. to do another pandemic. Like, I can't. I was thinking about this because I was honestly like a little bit surprised by my own reaction to this like news story about the thing because I followed a bunch of news stories like that about COVID that seemed like nothing little news blip items. And you remember because I was the psycho who was stocking up on canned goods in February when ever when you like... And I told all our relatives to like go to the store now and stock up on anything you needed, fill your prescriptions early, whatever. Because I was saying like this weird things happening in China and they're like welding people into buildings and some things going on. And I was like the crazy person. Remember, there was that Democratic debate in late February where there was like not one question asked about the coronavirus or what was going on in China or anything. And I was like, this is so weird because I keep seeing this on like weird Twitter fringy accounts and i really think something's gonna happen with this here and then it did and i weirdly like seeing this news story that they have this mystery pneumonia in china i got like a weird ptsd flashback (laughs) like i felt like not again no please don't let this be the same thing again please let this one just be like a false alarm weird flu or something like not this like i can't I don't want to be right again on that. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I don't want to do it. I like I I don't want to have to do the masks in school no, and argue yeah. with the school board. And like, I just, it takes too much of my energy. I can't do it and I don't want to do it. And like, I, I'm not ready to have another pandemic. I'm not, I don't feel good about it. Um, no, I'm right there with everybody. I'm just so checking something. Instead. I really hope it's not, it doesn't turn out to be a thing. Um, but apparently, it, yeah. So I I don't know what else to say about it because there's can't this be one of those things like they used to be where just the people over there wear masks and and right like we had. I mean, I know that some people got swine flu here or whatever mm-hmm. or bird flu. <laughs> like when we had these different ones that we had back in the early two thousands. Like let's have it be like that again, can we? Yes. Where it's like a whole false alarm news thing yes. that nobody does anything about. Let's have that because I can't do the COVID hysterical the thing, thing is, again. Was, <clears throat> yeah. The thing is, is that 
the left will do it exactly like they did before and mm-hmm. pretend it's not like even even like trying to ban people on things and mm-hmm. although this time they have to shut down musk because this time musk has twitter right so but the misinformation thing is not going to They'll do everything. Two weeks to stop the spread in, um, in out of an abundance of caution. Same exact thing. I can't. I'm not doing any of this stuff. Like, no. If the schools close, I'm like going to pull them out because. Yeah. I, or the. Yeah. Or any of the, I'm not going to do like the remote learning, taking pictures of assignments and sending them. The I'm not doing is, any Alice, of this stuff. I can't. Is, you realize that if Trump looks like he's going to win or he does win. Then they will need a salve for the uh, the mental breakdown. So a bunch of people saying this, but doesn't it like in some ways reflect badly on Biden if we have a pandemic under Biden? Like it reflected badly on Trump that we have one well, under Trump. Well, at least with Biden, we're we suppose we know what we're doing now. I, I wonder, by the way, are the um, stockpiles replenished yet? <laughs> <clears throat> and whose policy? fault will it be if they're not oh, Trump? I'll be, I'll, the whole thing will be Trump. Oh, I saw a unique argument today. Somebody was whatever. I mean, when I'm in a cranky mood, I start Twitter arguments for no reason. But somebody started something about the minimum, the restaurant minimum wage, or whatever, comparing it to mm-hmm. slavery. So I yelled at them on Twitter, and then I went and like looked at their profile, and. This is when I just muted and gave up on the conversation because I was like, this person's just like mentally disabled. There's no <laughs> point because they were saying that the reason why Hamas attacked Israel on October 7th is because yes. Trump moved the embassy. Oh, yes. There we go. <laughs> so <laughs> that's um, that's like the level of intellect that we're dealing with. So just, you know, everything's going to be Trump's fault for a long time. We are now, you know, three years after the Trump presidency ended. And yet somehow, like, things are... Anything that's going well is Biden's responsibility. And anything that goes wrong, like, Trump caused it somehow. It's weird how they waited three years, by the way, after Trump moved the embassy to decide to... Or, sorry, maybe it's only two years since he moved the embassy. It might have been towards the end of 2020... Or 2017 that he moved it. But anyway, so, you know... it. It's, it was uh, nice of them to wait so long before they just... Or no, that's longer than that. Why can't I do math in my head right now? It's been like, what, five years since Trump moved the embassy? Yes, it has. So it was good of them to wait that long until... But like, once again, it's like with the Trump and Putin stuff, like... Trump gets the blame for Putin invading Ukraine, too, somehow, even though he's literally like the only president on whose watch Putin didn't invade Ukraine. Like... Somehow he still managed to do it, but I don't know. And then, like, the Biden administration had this tweet today. By the way, the, Jerusalem is far away from the Gaza Strip. Yeah, but Hamas was mad when he moved the embassy. Well, of course, it, I'm sure. It, 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 I don't know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, This, like, pro-Biden account online. I don't think they're actually affiliated with the Biden campaign, but maybe they are. Just Biden HQ. But I, I, yeah, I think they're just an online influencer account but anyway they tweeted um cnbc thanksgiving gas prices are the lowest since 2020 yeah <clears throat> like um yeah i know isn't that fantastic <laughs> i'm like wait so the best that biden can do this is the best thanksgiving gas prices that biden's gonna have in his presidency and they're still worse than trump's well yes and yes and along the same lines 
the price of a Thanksgiving meal, Chris Murphy, this Connecticut senator, mm-hmm. tweeted out, said, year over year, it's dropped, and they showed two years, last year and this year. Right. So it's come down since last year. It's still way up over four years ago. I mean, if this is what they have, <laughs> it's I, this, pretty this pathetic. whole thing by Democrats to tell everybody that things are awesome mm-hmm. is not smart. I don't get this. I don't get right. like Tommy in New Hampshire <clears throat> points out that Obama used the inherited yes. line for eight Which years. Which we inherited. Eight years of his presence. Oh yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. He but was the original how- cynical prick Obama was. That between that and the number of jobs we've saved or created. Saved. Yeah. It's funny. Or I created. Was, I was like looking back and reading a bunch of stuff from the 2008 campaign um, today because I was looking because somebody was tweeting about how another delusional DeSantis person. And don't get me wrong. Like, I feel like I have to add this disclaimer every time. And I don't know why I feel like compelled that I'm required to do this. But I really actually like DeSantis and I wish he were running ahead of Trump. But he's actually currently not right. running ahead of Trump. He does not appear to be on track to win the nomination, even though I like him and would like that to be true. But there's a whole bunch of people online who would like that to be true. And so they're just like manifesting it, even mm. though it's not true. Right. So anyway, so somebody was tweeting about how like, oh, and like, here's a poll from late October 2008 that shows Hillary Clinton at like 40 and Obama at like 20. Haha, see, like... It's still early. Anything can happen. And like, okay, fine. That's great. Like in October, Hillary Clinton was up 20 points over Obama, who was still, by the way, in the 20s. Not where DeSantis is, which is currently like at 11 or something in the polling averages. That was also one poll, not all the polls. And it also didn't really shift. So this is why I was like looking back through all the 2008 campaign stuff and like what the rhetoric was. It didn't really shift for Obama until Iowa. And that's when he like really started running ahead. But he brought in Oprah in like late November, early December of 2007. And then there was a poll in early December in 2007 that showed him up in Iowa before the Iowa caucuses in January, which he then won. Not by a huge amount, but he won the Iowa caucuses. So do you think... Did he win New Hampshire? Um, That's where she cried. Remember that? Yeah. So what was I looking at? She definitely did better in New Hampshire. I think she won New Hampshire, but they had the same number of delegates is what I recall reading. Like she beat him by a few points in New Hampshire. Um, And 
but they ended up with the same number of delegates. But it was like a race for a bunch of states. But he had won Iowa at that point. You know yeah, what she I mean? Did win, yeah. And like, so it was. It was a race, and both of them and Edwards, too, for a while, were earning delegates for a while there through a bunch of states, and it wasn't totally well, my clear question what would My question is very happen. personal. How do you do it? How do you, how do you keep upbeat and This is her being asked so a question wonderful. in New Hampshire in 2008. You know, I think... Well, luckily, I do have... Uh, on special days, I do have help. If you see me every day and if you, you know, look on some of the websites and listen to some of the commentators, they always find me on the day that I didn't have help. Um, it's not easy. It's not easy. Um, and, and I couldn't do it if I just didn't, you know, passionately believe it was the right thing to do. You know, I have so many opportunities from this country. I just don't want to see us fall backwards. You know, so you know this. This is very personal for me. So that's her crying. Now, mm-hmm. now, you know what I see when I watch her. What? Um. God, I wish she had beaten Obama, even if yeah. she was president. Uh, it, it's he, funny that was kind he, of my reaction too. Yeah, and interesting. Listen to her recently. She's been. Totally right on Israel. Totally. Mm-hmm. So is Bill. They're getting yeah. hounded by hecklers and this and that. It's like, she was a dirty Democrat. And obviously oh, yeah. he was too. But they were like fundamentally Americans and like believed yeah. in the country. It was not a place you had to explain, apologize for. Mm-hmm. I mean, Obama went on the apology tour immediately about how bad we were. Of right. course the people rushed, the orcs of wokeism rushed to the gate. Of course they did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So anyway, so my, I guess my point that I was getting at with all this is I saw people tweeting that, like saying Hillary Clinton was up in October of 2007. And so I wanted to look and see, like, how reasonable is it that, like, at this point, this late day that DeSantis could, like, make a comeback? And I don't think that there's like much room for that first of all he's polling way worse than obama was polling at this mm-hmm. point well it's a huge field though too was theirs that big it's not that huge a field right no. now really the only people who are garnering like more than one percent are trump desantis haley christie vivek mm. it's five people and they had they had by this point really they had Clinton, Obama, Edwards, and there was like Biden and somebody else was in there too. But they Biden and the other person like were not really polling anywhere. The, so, so really they were at like three significant candidates, and we're at like five significant candidates. But even so, it, Trump's polling like in the sixties right now nationally. He's doing a little bit worse in Iowa comparatively than he is mm. elsewhere, but he's still like more than thirty points up. Over, DeSant- over the DeSantis, the next closest competitor, or in some polls, Nikki Haley's the next closest competitor nationally. But it, it's not, this is not the same scenario as 2007, 2008. But in... DeSantis has been <clears throat> dropping in support since the beginning of this year. 
Yeah. Which is, I mean, like, I didn't think this was going to happen. But Well, I he's think... a better day-to-day governor than he is a day-to-day campaigner. Well, yeah, and I think the indictment stuff just Oh, really well, totally. But, but then again, him. it does not answer the question as to why they're all staying in. I mean, who knows what's going to happen to Trump? He could die any day. He could be... He could be incarcerated. Assassinated. Well, I mean, I mean, anything could happen. True, anything could happen. But, I mean, I do think, at what point do you think people are going to start dropping out? I think... Because I think DeSantis has put all his eggs in the Iowa basket. So has Christie. Christie? No, no, Christie's New New Hampshire. Hampshire. Christie and... Vivek is Iowa. Iowa, Haley, yeah. Yeah. But Vivek, I think, doesn't really have a shot anymore. I think he's dropped he too much. I don't think he cares. He's doing his own thing, sort of. Yeah, um, he's creating a, a a populist tech bro brand. Yeah. So, I mean, really, I think for Haley and Christie, they're trying to make something happen in New Hampshire. And I think DeSantis is trying to make something happen in Iowa. And I don't know then, like, what... After Iowa, does DeSantis drop out? I, I mean, you can know. always re-up your campaign if Trump gets hit Didn't by a bus, Cruz right? did Cruz go to the convention? I mean... Didn't he? Everybody had pledged delegates that went to the convention. No, but and- didn't Cruz literally, like, attend the convention as a candidate? Or, or was he out by then? No, everyone was out by then. He was- conceded after... What was that state... It might have been Indiana. It was late, though, because Rubio dropped out after he lost Florida to Trump. And then there was some other state. I think I want to say it was Indiana where Ted Cruz like was saying that he was going to win that state and the polling was supposed to be bad there or something. And I don't know. But then but then I think this he is actually because they went to the convention. I think Trump was settled pretty much. Uh, by the way, this is a big Ted Cruz day today, Alice. Why is it a big Ted Cruz day? Anniversary oh, of the day oh. his dad shot JFK. <sighs> so, by the way, on the on my radio show today, I was talking about uh, the uh, the JFK assassination. Just really about what what when were times better? Twenty twenty three. Ooh, that's a noise. Do you need something? <laughs> no, I got it. Twenty twenty three or nineteen sixty three. Obviously, November twenty second, nineteen sixty three was not a good day. But generally, the times, the early sixties versus now, and just like what was better, and. <clears throat> and there's a lot that was better. You have more technology now, which can be good and bad. You have more medical technology, which is obviously a good thing. You've got more cool stuff now. Mm-hmm. But you in the in the 60s, you had a booming American economy. You had entire industries remaining in the U.S. Then you know the rest of the world was still burning. Um, you had uh, houses were affordable. There was new places. They were built. smaller though. Yeah, they're smaller, but everything looked everything looked. I mean, the cars were artistic. The houses were weren't tacky. You know, not till really the later '60s did we decide everything had to be brutalist and awful. And we did real things. Like, in, I wasn't there in the '60s, but in the '70s, I was, I was there, and we did real things, and we had real fun. We had no computers. Nobody had a computer at all, whatsoever. Just NASA. That's it. But nobody. And now. Like right. now, everybody's grown up every day of their lives with a computer, and we've seen like how it can affect little kids personally. Mm-hmm. And they've never not had all of this, all of the knowledge of the world, all every piece of art ever created, every piece of science at their fingertips, every right. every visage of people uh, in different stra- states of address. Everything is there, 
And like I look and I, I wonder how vastly different everybody's personality will be when these people – well, they're already turning 20 now. Well, they all love Bin Laden. So maybe that's one of the reasons <laughs> they'll be different is that they're going for stupid information on the internet. But – and then I wondered if uh, – like if the internet, since you can have all this stuff now, has sapped like what we used to believe in. And I told you the story about me and my friend who who went – who got in the car with two girls we knew right out of high school and drove up to a beach and they skinny dipped and mm-hmm. and we like hang out I don't we didn't have sex with them but but we definitely like we were kissing and this and that and me and my when we woke up in the morning we slept in the beach it was one of the beaches up here which seemed like a different solar system back then the girls were gone and with a car and we had no money and no way to get home so we just kind of started walking and hitchhiking whatever but but like that was like like absolute pure fun living i didn't care i was like awesome we were like we're 18 towns away from where we live but we had an awesome <laughs> night and this was great and you know it was like and so i thought like that's another thing that we had growing up i had growing up and maybe you did too and i know your, your mom definitely did mm-hmm. is it a household word in my house with my mother and my brother was wanderlust mm-hmm. and it because my mother was a big adventurer, like she went right out of high school and started being a stewardess and flew around the country. And, you know, she was always moved. Mm-hmm. She wanted to travel. She was interested. And, and it was always like almost a value that, that was in the family then. Right. And so it was a word that we used. You'd hear the word wanderlust, wanderlust, mm-hmm. wanderlust. They never know if it, was, if it was wander or wander. Either way, the thing sounded, it was a good word. There are two words, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it meant you wanted to go and travel and experience and discover. And, you know, it was a it was a good ideal. And we lived in the best country for it, you know? Right. You could travel around this country. You don't generally have to worry about getting hurt. Depending. You be careful. Um, yeah, you don't even, like, need a visa to go a lot of places. Right. You just can... But so I asked anyway. Sally today if she knew or had ever heard of the word wanderlust. Mm-hmm. And she said no. She hadn't. Hmm. And... And I, although I think she has it because she wants to go into the Marines and she wants to be in Space Force. And obviously that means that you've got a sense of adventure. But I wonder how dead that word is now. I don't think it's that dead. I'm surprised she doesn't know it to be honest. Well, but but but, but we do know that there are like boys. My callers today were just like I was. We couldn't wait to get a license. Freedom. I mean, freedom. Yeah, it's true. Young people don't yeah. as often get, like a smaller percent of young people have their licenses by 18 and right. all that stuff. Yeah. And then like even, and I have arrested development. I understand it. But even like in their 20s, to go out at night with your guys and maybe hook up with a woman somewhere and wake up in some apartment that you had no idea with and have her eject you. Uh, like in the morning and you'd be hung over and not even know where you were but having Well, I mean, a... I don't think girls should do that particular type of wanderlust. No, 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 I'm talking about, no, no, I'm not I'm talking about as a boy, the boys. Yeah. No, 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 no that, that is not. Yeah. No. no, that is Waking up in strange apartments. Yeah, waking up with and... a no, no. um with a Cancel. bad breath Tom Shattuck next to you is not a good look. And that is I would not no. suggest it. I guarantee you I can get references to tell, to dissuade young ladies from doing such a thing. But I just wonder. I'm, I'm talking about guys because I think mm-hmm. it works a little bit different for girls. But it's like, how much has having living a life online sapped this? Like, yeah, if, I think that's a big part of it. 
if you told somebody like in 1994 that you were going to, you know, use on your business cards the best modeled picture of you, you'd be like, what are you trying to be a model? It's weird. Oh, it's worse than that. Now people um, have their um, headshots generally be AI generated. But of them? Yeah. Or just like a flawless them? Yeah, they'll upload like a regular picture of themselves and have it generate like professional business headshots. Everything's that like look kind of like you. Right. And so in Meta, I mean, not for nothing. I think that I think that one of the reasons the trans stuff thrives more now is that people can build a fake online identity where they can be identified as the opposite sex. Hmm. I think that if you spend more of your time in the real world that you that you have a more realistic assessment of how likely it is that people are actually going to see you as a woman, for example. Interesting. You know, whereas if you're online and you can even if it's a photo of you and not just like a drawn picture or some other avatar, you can, you know, choose a photo that's especially misleading as to what you look like and and i mean like obviously non-trans people can do that too they can you know create a dating profile that doesn't really quite look like them but yes you know i think um i think one reason that the trans like world life philosophy thrives online is because people can live so much of their lives online without having to like encounter the reality. Right. And you do get the high of uh, affection online from people like mm-hmm. this and that. the high of affection online and the high of people thinking you're really like a woman right online because you can curate what photos you show of you and what you say. And like, it's much easier to pass online than it is in real life. Right. Um, what is the uh, hot sauce, Allison? Can I cover one more thing? Please cover one more quick? thing. Um, I know what to get you for Christmas now. Ooh, Megan Fox has a book of poetry out. Oh, good. That's what I was. That's the stuff in pages that I want from Megan Fox. Um, it's called uh, "Pretty Boys Are Poisonous Poems," and it features. It's all written in lowercase, apparently. And it features such hits as this poem. I hate men. 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 Seven. She doesn't number seem to completion. hate men. It's um, apparently it details a lot of her abuse by her ex, which I don't know. Is that supposed her, her, to be Brian Austin Green? Or Machine who, Gun Kelly? Well, no, she's still with him. So how I wouldn't not- think she would publish a book of poetry about how he abused her. But I don't know. How is she not? Um, um, this one called The Stepford Wife is, I'm tired of being a supporting actor in everyone else's life while being a featured extra in my own. That's the poem. Ah, man, ironic. What a great and and, uh, and it's all in lowercase, so it's very. How about, I will always be in love with the man that you'll never become. Wow. How interesting is she? Does she have kids? Yeah, she has three boys that she dresses as girls. Oh, good. <laughs> wow, she really is interesting. Yeah. It's almost so, as if she's on this quest to be considered interesting. Mm-hmm. 
And this, I got these from um, Lauren Chen's summary of these in The Blaze. Mm-hmm. So I didn't actually troll through all these poems looking for the hits because. Um, so credit to Lauren Chen for doing the dirty work here and looking through this so I didn't have to. But um, this one's also good. You've been fighting me for three hours like we're in a game of Mortal Kombat. I start daydreaming of the luck on your face when I tell you his D star 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 was so much bigger than yours. Bro. Classy lady. Yeah. So uh yeah, you can um you can buy that book of her poetry. Good, I'd like it. My birthday is coming up. So that's excellent. Um and you don't have any interest in playing Travis Kelsey, right? On his brother's podcast? Uh let's do it tomorrow. Okay. Let's leave them wanting, Alice. Okay. Okay. But we will Speaking say this. Here is here is here is this mm-hmm. uh here's a tease for Travis Kelsey. Alice and I are now in Team Kelsey. I would not say. Other than you, he's going to be pushing your vax again for the new China flu. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy in New Hampshire says he prefers Andrew Dice Clay's nursery rhymes. I do too. I do too. <laughs> and he cites the Jack and Jill one that yes. you've told me about before too. How much did Jill come down with? <laughs> a buck and a quarter. No, they each went up with a buck and a quarter. Jill came down with how much? Oh no, they went up with a buck and a quarter. Uh, two fifty. Two fifty. Okay, That's right. sorry. Sorry. Tom, I went against your advice, and I did not mention your name on KMS the other day. Good man. Because as you know, when you sit down in that chair, you're staring at an exit sign. And I was thinking, you know, if I bring up Tom Shattuck's name, yep. Kirk's going to show me the door. So I played a card, and I didn't use your name. And hopefully that worked out because he didn't kick me out of the show. So maybe it was the right move. But, uh you know, who knows what would have happened if I mentioned your name on the show. Correct. Yeah, I think that was the right move. The policy is to not, to not deny me like Peter. Right? Mm-hmm. As you said last night, was that when we were watching the Steve episode? It must have been. You said like when the crow cocked three times. That's right. <laughs> deny me. Showing off that biblical knowledge that you Thank have. Thank you. Father Flynn, Judeo-Christian history, 1988, Austin Prep. So, the crow cocked. Uh, correct. So this one was wild. This dream, I was at a uh, minor league all-star uh, event, and um, for some reason, Ron DeSantis was there, oh. and he was wearing a suit. Mm. And I go, I go, sweet, sweet Jersey, man, and tap him on the shoulder. And I'm like busted out laughing, and he he just just stares at me, no no laugh whatsoever. And I go, oh, I thought you would find some humor in that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, finish your your uh, whatever you're doing over there eating. Um, okay. It's like wow, this guy has no sense of humor. I thought my dream <laughs> that was crazy. The sanctimonious, Alice. He's not a yuck That's yuck kind of guy. Say. That's what they say. He'd make a great president. He really would. But you know, he would. But you have to win the campaign. Win yeah. the campaigning first, which is that can be an issue for some people. Correct. Guys, what I find with Trump is that people are looking at Biden and seeing a fake act. You know, he's saying a lot of things, but he's not following through. And we're seeing prices at the stores going up and. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people are tired of that promises unfulfilled act that he has. 
Whereas Trump is real. Like, his commentary is real. He tells you exactly what you're feeling or what you're thinking. And I think people have gotten used to, you know, some of his jokes or, you know, bombastic comments. Because at the end of the day, I think people see Trump as the more real candidate of the two. And I think people can put up with the bullshit and all the nonsense that comes with him because... You know, they know at the end of the day, Donald Trump's going to deliver on his promises where I think we're still waiting for Joe Biden to deliver on one of them. Thanks. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Unfortunately, and th- happy Thanksgiving. Unfortunately, Biden has kind of delivered on a couple of promises, especially with the regulatory stuff, killing the energy sector. So, um, But I think there is something to what Steve's saying where it's like the realness. Yes. Oh, yes. The. I think sometimes political pundit type people like make it too complicated with like, oh, is it his position on abortion? Is it this? Is it that? Like, why do people like Trump more than DeSantis? Like at the end of the day, I think they just kind of like Trump more. Well, yeah. And it's like not that complicated, actually. Well, because he Trump shows a respect for his supporters because he says stuff that is so daring. Mm-hmm. And that nobody in politics would ever say, including some stuff that would be considered just totally cancelable. Right. You never know. But he's willing to say And it. he did do some stuff too that we were told was cancelable. Like the moving the embassy to Jerusalem yeah. thing is the perfect example of something like that. That he oh, did yeah. that you know, we were told absolutely couldn't be done. That's such BS. Like right. so and full of it. And, and Suleimani thing it. too. Oh yeah. And even like to an extent a lot of the stuff at the border, he really did, and you see it now because Biden is president, he really did shut down a lot of the chaos at the border. Because once again, like with Putin invading Ukraine or chaos in the Middle East or anything else, like during the Obama administration, we had a mess. Where there were, you know, pictures of people in the baked potato rescue blankets in Mm -hmm. cages and all that stuff. And then under Trump, we had none of that. And you know they would have taken pictures of all that if they had them, but they didn't. Of course. They were still using ones from the Obama administration during the Trump administration. So there was no chaos at the border under Trump. And then we went back to Biden and we have chaos at the border again. Yep. So once again, it's like, the proof of the pudding is in the eating kind of situation mm-hmm. where, it, you know, the Trump actually did do a lot of the stuff that he promised. Maybe not all of it, right? No, correct. There's not technically a whole wall at the border There's that not. Mexico paid for. That's right. But, That's right. But one of the candidates is that the Sanctimonious has a, a plan for that to make them actually play. That's his whole his whole mm-hmm. shtick is that he's... What, is it like taxing the um, yes. the money that they send back? Uh, yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. Which is not a bad idea. I'm, um, what is a hot sauce sell? Oh, no, uh, we've already done the hot sauce. I have one more. Ready? Okay, I'm ready. SL. Spook light. Ooh. It's the spook light. I was <laughs> See, wondering if you and Rosalind are Ros- still shacking up. Oh. Rosalind Carter just passed away, by the way. Very sad. Very sad. That is sad. She had Larry Flint over to the house. They're going to reform him. Did you, uh, you know who Larry Flint is? No. Nope. Oh, like her pants. Oh, oh, did you oh, stuff her like a turkey? What? Oh, yeah. I don't know what that means. Why would you st- I don't even know what that means. What's... 
anyway, um, thank you so much, everybody, for calling in. If you do want to leave chat chat messages, you can do that at burnbarrelpodcast.com. Um, you can join the Patreon if you want. That's at patreon.com slash burnbarrel. We do live streams. We do some extra content. Uh, we will be back live streaming again tomorrow, I believe, as far as I know right now. And um, But, of course, the show is always free at burnbarrelpodcast.com with links to all the spots to listen. Say la vie. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.